This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. So glad you've taken time out of your busy day to join us here on Morning Breath part of the Morning Breath family. We're going to be getting into Acts chapter 22 on this Tuesday, May 5th, starting to heat up around the state of Florida, and things are looking summery, and uh, there's a lot of things moving and shaking and opening and and stuff going on around the country, and we're excited about all that, but we do want to welcome you onto the program. What we do is read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time with the Lord doing a morning devotion, And then we come down to our studio here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center, read the chapter on the air, and then talk about whatever God leads us to when we read it on the air. And my co-host today, I keep saying we, my co-host today is Pastor Christian Hurston. How are you doing, Pastor? Doing great. Good morning. Always happy to be on the program and excited to be getting into the Word with you guys. Acts 22 is a fun one. I like just seeing kind of the, the narrative of Paul's life and It's cool to think about this. We've said it often, but we're still in the book of Acts today. And so we're walking out, you know, continuing to to spread the gospel, you know, first in our area and then to your region and the outer world. And I think that's cool, especially in this day that we're in with so much Internet church and ways Uh to be able to reach. It's in a greater way than ever before. I. I think that we've increased our influence through this time, not just as East Coast, but as a, the big C church around the world is is reaching more homes and more people than ever before. Yeah, and I think some people have been, their hearts have been open to, to seek a little bit yeah, during this time. It's kind of, a, kind of a scary time for a lot of people. Yeah, And uh, just depending on, you know, kind of your personality and your background and all that kind of stuff makes a difference. But... I can tell you what really makes a difference is Jesus. Yeah. He's a big difference maker. Anyway, so tell them how to get involved in East Coast. Yeah, the best way to be able to get involved. Morning breath and all that stuff. Yeah, no problem. The best way to get involved is through our East Coast app, and that's just titled East Coast app. You can find it on the Apple or the Google Play Store or on the the Apple App Store. You can also go to our website, which is ECCC.us. You can... Get it through our podcast, or you can call the church offices at 321-452-1060, and we will email or mail out the devotion guide, and you can follow right along with Morning Breath. I want to give one more plug, too, to our YouTube page. We've really put a lot of time and energy into this. You can watch current and past sermons on there, and we've been having Morning Breath on YouTube every Monday. I, I've heard word that we're going to be getting morning breath other days of the week. It's coming at some point, but I know that on Mondays we do have that going on, and it's pretty cool to be able to see it and see what's happening. Hey, Nick, when are we going to have that, man? Come on, do something. Tell me. <laughs> um, it's, it's coming within the month. Within the month or in a month? Within a month. Within a month. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're holding you to that. Everybody, it's May fifth. If it's not here June fifth, we're gonna we're gonna tar and feather Nick. Yep. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. Is that fair, Nick? That's fair. Okay, good. Just just wanted to get in agreement. If we're gonna tar and tar and feather you, I want you to at least be in agreement with me. Yeah. <clears throat> got it. I got it. Let's read this chapter, big fella. Not you, uh, Christian. Anyway, uh, chapter. 
what I, the break, I'm going to reverse through verse 15. There's exactly 30 verses. So yep. I'm going to take it through 15, let you take 16. We'll go from there. I'm going to read good. New King James. You're going to read? I'm going to read NLT. NLT, the New Living Translation. Yeah. He's alive. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. All right, I must say unto you, read, sir. Brethren and fathers, hear my defense before you now. And when they heard that he spoke to them in the Hebrew language, they kept all the more silent. Then he said, I am indeed a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of our father's law, and was zealous toward God as you all are today. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering into prison both men and women. Also, as also the high priest bears me witness and all the council of the elders from whom I also received letters to the brethren and went to Damascus to bring in chains even those who were there to Jerusalem to be punished. Now it happened as I journeyed and came near Damascus about noon. Suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. And those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. So I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Arise and go into Damascus, and there you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do. Since I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of those who were with me, I came to Damascus. Then a certain Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me, and he stood and said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that same hour I looked up at him. Then he said, The God of our fathers has chosen you, that you should know his will, see the just one, and hear the voice of his mouth. For you will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. What are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. Have your sins washed away by calling on the name of the Lord. After I returned to Jerusalem, I was praying in the temple and fell into a trance. I saw a vision of Jesus saying to me, Hurry, leave Jerusalem, for the people here won't accept your testimony about me. But Lord, I argued, they certainly know that in every synagogue I imprison and beat those who believed in you. And I was in complete agreement when your witness, Stephen, was killed. I stood by and kept the coats they took off when they stoned him. But the Lord said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. The crowd listened until Paul said that word. When they all began to shout, Away with such a fellow, he isn't fit to live. They yelled, threw off their coats, and tossed handfuls of dust into the air. The commander brought Paul inside and ordered him, lashed with whips, and taken and take him to confess his crime. He wanted to find out why the crowd had become so furious. When they tied Paul down to lash him, Paul said to the officer standing there, is it legal for you to whip a Roman citizen who hasn't even been tried? When the officer heard this, he went to the commander and asked, what are you doing? This man is a Roman citizen. So the commander went over and asked Paul, tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, I certainly am, Paul replied. I am too, the commander muttered, and it cost me plenty. Paul answered, but I am a citizen by birth. The soldier who were about to interrogate Paul quickly withdrew when they heard he was a Roman citizen, and the commander was frightened because he had ordered him bound and whipped. The next day, the commander ordered the leading priest into session with the Jewish high council. 
He wanted to find out what the trouble was all about. So he released Paul to have him stand before him. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that one. I wasn't sure where you're going to end that was that sentence. It was a little bit different. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm going to give you a shot. What, he th- what stood out to you, Pastor yeah, Christian? So verse 2, right out the gate, and I, I like that the NLT and the New King James were a little bit different, is it says, for me, when they heard him speaking in their own tongue, the silence was even greater. Yours, it said, when they heard him speaking in a Hebrew language. Yes. But I love that Paul says, I was all things to all people. Good. It's important that we communicate to the world and to people in a way that they're going to understand. And people are quick to even criticize, you know, we could pick on a certain translation of the Bible, and I'm not going to get into any kind of like argument here, but I've heard people say, if it's not King James, it's not the Bible, and they'll get very frustrated yep. about things. But it's it was important that Jesus spoke in parable that were easy to understand. He was talking to fishermen in a fishing story. He was talking to farmers with a basic farming story. If he was talking today, he would preach probably in a format like Faith Flicks that we use, where we use common things from our day and age to communicate in a way that people would understand. And Paul did a great job of this. He didn't try to wrap things in such a complex way that only the highest learned people would understand, is he wanted to meet people where they were at so they could really connect and he could bring access to God. You know, that's what Jesus did is he came to to extend the relationship and be able to open up the door for us to have a connection with the Father rather than keeping it more veiled and took away. And I know that there's some history of the church like that where, you know, it was only spoken in certain languages, so people wouldn't really understand what was happening, but that's not what we're dealing with in 2020. It's even greater access than ever before, and the technology, the methods, the forms to be able to get the Word of God practical into people's hands and then ultimately into their hearts is really profound, and I'm inspired to do even greater job of doing that. Yeah, you know, Jesus was the... Uh... The amazing, simple, and profound teacher. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he used examples from everyday life. You yeah. know, to, aren't you going to get your ox out of the ditch on the Sabbath day? Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, okay, that's pretty down to earth. And, you know, so if we, you know, use agricultural examples in the world we live in today to maybe a teenager that's never planted a seed in his life, never, you know, put his hands in the dirt in his life, or we use, you know, shepherding or, you know, husbandry, I guess it's called, uh, examples with, again, uh, a a person, uh, you know, in their 40s that have never had an animal, you know, in their, they've never even had a pet. Uh, and and you're going to use how you know keeping sheep as examples. Jesus wouldn't have done that. No, and he doesn't do that today. I, I love the some of the principles we see in what Paul shared here. This is really <clears throat> Paul's testimony. Yeah, and he is sharing. And I want I noticed right off the bat when he did this, brethren and fathers. He didn't call these guys jerks and yeah. you know rabble rousers. Yeah which in many ways they were more Absolutely. that yeah. than they were brethren and fathers. He was respectful. He cared about them. them. He honored them in, in what he talked about here. He spoke in a language they understood. He starts out by, by telling them, I indeed, I am indeed a Jew. This is who I am and, and also who I was. 
He shared some of that. Uh, I, you know, I was born in the city. I did this. I did that. I da da da. I was there when Stephen was quit, killed. I had letters from. I was out persecuting this way to the utmost. This is a great example for how to share your testimony with somebody. Well, how do you do it? You're respectful. You yep. you you're honoring in what you share. You let them know who you were. You let them know what you did. Yeah. Paul said here, as I did this, yeah. uh, you maybe share some of uh, your experience with the Lord. Hey, this is what happened. Um, maybe, uh, you know, the testimonial is powerful. He found common ground with them. Yeah. He shared what he was like. He ascribes uh, or he describes the change that uh, happened. And then he shared, you know, he spoke the word of God. It's, uh, you know, he's he's just sharing with them, relating to them, and sharing the things that happened in his life. And I think it's important that when we share with somebody, we can we can share the testimony. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think you share just what happened to you without sharing Scripture. Yeah. I think it's important that you include Scripture in what you share because people aren't born again by your testimony. They're born again by the Word of God, which yeah. liveth and abideth forever. Paul had an advantage. His testimony is the Word. Yeah. So he's he's got a little advantage here, but I would not, you know, hesitate sharing the Word with somebody. Uh, share with them what the Scripture says. For example, rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of Jesus. That verse right there has about, that's verse 16, has about three scriptural references yeah. in it. Yep. So I think it's important that we share, you know, who you calls upon the name of the Lord should be saved. Today is a day of salvation. Now yeah. is the acceptable time. You know, there's just a lot of things you could share. I love it. And we read in Revelation that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. It's interesting. Is every one of us as a Christian need yeah. to be prepared to share our testimony. As I encourage the, the students here at East Coast for TNT, the 7th through 12th grade, to know your testimony, to have it, and be able to tell it in a concise way. And I heard this years ago when I used to share with the full gospel businessmen's ministry, which is not so prevalent today, but in the 70s and 80s, it was, it incredible, was, it was running and gunning. I mean, it was the ministry. It was incredible. And I love this formula. As they said, you spent about 25% on where you were at before Christ, 25% kind of where you're at now, but then 50% of it into what God is doing in the future, because it's a very common tendency. If someone has 20 minutes to share their testimony, they'll spend 25 talking about where they're at and never even get to the future and what God's doing in the current state. And they miss the point of, hey, this is to share scripture, like you said, and point them to the goodness of God. But everybody should have that. Even in the same way you would share, you know, and this sounds bad, but like an elevator pitch or just your story in two minutes is to say, this is where I was at. And I could do it. I'm not going to do it right now, but this is where I was at. And God got, God got a hold of me and transformed my life. And this is where he's taking me and look at what God has done. And it's, it's so important and powerful because that's your story. That's not someone else's experience. That's what's personally happened in your life. And there's nothing more powerful. And I think it should be especially powerful for this group of people because this, he's in Jerusalem now. This is his hometown. This is where he grew up. This is where he learned at the feet of Gamaliel. Yeah. You know, this is this is where this high priest gave him letters. Yeah. This council wow. worked with him. Full circle. So yeah. he is he's sharing something that really cannot be denied. Yeah. This really happened. See, my testimony that 
how I grew up and the choices that I made and the things I got involved in, they can be powerful to anybody that's had that sort of background. But when I stand in front of my sister, for example, yeah. who knows all the sort of details. Yeah, inside stories. Yeah, she cannot deny there's been a miraculous change in my life. Yeah. And so your testimony in some cases very often is for your hometown. It's interesting. At one point in, uh, I think it was Mark. I'd have to look it up. It might have been Luke. But uh, Jesus is uh, ministering, and I, I think it maybe is Luke. But anyway, Jesus is ministering, and, and some really incredible things have happened. And uh, the disciples uh, get up, and they're like, looking for him and and he's he's outside the city and uh it's like they they say hey everybody's looking for you yeah and he goes we must go and preach in your cities oh wow also and he he says look yeah i shared the gospel with them but a lot more people need to hear the yeah. gospel i'm going to get out there and we're going to preach in your hometown boys that's cool because it is important to have a testimony for your hometown. Yeah. Many, many years ago, uh, right after I'd given my heart and life to Christ, I was involved in a church. It was pretty, pretty gung-ho, front lines kind of church. And we would go to concerts. You know, this was this was in uh, 1979. So it was a, a big, you know, big time of the, you know, well, 1979, what was going on then? And so yeah. concerts, a lot of concerts and all that stuff was going on. So we would go and stand out in front of the concerts, pass out tracks. Yeah. And so we were going to go to a Grateful Dead concert nice. in Boulder and pass out tracks. And I knew all my friends would be there. Oh, yeah? I mean, just everybody. And I mean, I'm coming from a very drug background, and I've only been out of it like 30 days. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, this ought to be fun. And so <laughs> I'm going, and the first people I see are Carolyn's cousin, which yeah. I think is interesting because he was the first person to give me drugs when I moved to Colorado, yep. trying to get away from drugs. He just, I met him playing football and he gave me drugs. Yeah. Just here you go. Yeah. Just like here, have this. Welcome to Colorado. Glad you're here. And uh, man, it was, uh, he was the first one there and he says, what are you doing? I said, hand out tracks about Jesus. You should read one. Yeah. And he just looked at me like he couldn't, you know, he yeah. was totally f like he's speechless. Yeah. And I just kept walking down the line, giving people tracks. And, you know, I saw a lot of people that I knew that day. And there's something powerful about doing it with people you know. Absolutely. Now, your testimony is always good. Yeah. And Paul gave it in a lot of places. Yeah. Gave it to Kings and, yeah. you King know. King Agrippa and yeah, all, all that stories. stuff. He tells the similar story. But yeah. it's in there. And, you know, it's it's a real part of what you're doing. Uh, people need to hear the good news. Yeah. Good news withheld is not fair. Yeah, that's good. That's a hard thing. I, I heard a story about this guy, John Courier. In 1949, he got life in prison. Yeah. And uh, after getting life in prison, he uh, was paroled, but he was paroled to a farm to work hard labor. Okay. For like a release farm or a yep. prison farm. I don't know how it worked back then, 1949. So he's in 1949, he's uh, convicted of, of this murder charge. He goes to prison. Then he's let out to work on this farm, and he's working on this farm. And uh, he's working hard. He's working so hard that the farmer dies. Wow. And he keeps working and doing the farm. Still going. But he finds out that in 1968, a parole officer finds out he's still on that farm working. Yeah. And his sentence had been, I don't know what they called it, call it uh, 
uh, trans transmitted or transferred yeah. or yeah, transferred. I think is the word they use. And he was completely innocent and free now. And he was still working. Still working on the farm. Good news delayed. Yeah. For ten years he worked oh, on that my farm. Goodness. Ten years. We're not, you know, we've we haven't done ten weeks of isolation and wow. we're all going crazy. And this is hard labor. Hard labor, no <laughs> hope, no future. And he did it even when the farmer who was leading it died. He kept doing the work on the farm, kept the farm going. Yeah. Why? Good news delayed. You know, it's not fair that good news is delayed. And I'm not here to be say, hey, be condemned if you don't share your testimony. Because I know for a fact I've been in situations where I should have shared and I haven't. Yeah. It's hard sometimes. Sometimes it's just, you just... You know, we love it. Yeah, we just don't do it. But God is faithful. He's yeah. a big God. He's going to get the word to somebody. But man, don't hold back. Share the word with people. Uh, don't let good news be delayed in somebody's life. Yeah. When you know, just just share it. I, I found something kind of fun here. That's it's different than that. But I love the character Gamaliel, Paul's teacher, that we read about in Acts five, and he's the one who famously says, "Hey." We knew about these other guys that tried to rise up and it went away. But if Peter and John are actually working for God, we don't want to be caught fighting against God. And he provided this wisdom. And I never realized it was the same person. Uh. Is I studied it out and just saw it. And as much as I could find from the Internet and yeah, from the yeah, Word yeah. is that this is the same person. So here's this, this great sage you know, advisor who and told who's them. This guy again? And so this was Paul's teacher, right. Gamaliel. It's the same one in Acts 5 who had said. Where do you see this thing about Gamaliel in 22? So we see it right here in verse 3. Then I am Paul, Jude, born in Tarsus, yeah. the city of Cilicia. I was brought up and educated here in Jerusalem under Gamaliel. Okay. So he's talking about his advisor and his teacher who he was raised under because Paul often would kind of flex his, his pedigree. You know, yeah. I'm a Pharisee of Pharisees. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was raised of the strict sect and he was raised this way but I love that he was brought up also under this wisdom and under this character that we see that honestly I, I love that story from Acts 5 because it's saying guys if this really is of God mm. we don't want to be the ones fighting against it I see what you're God saying. is yeah, gonna yeah. prevail yeah no matter what we can try to to beat them and to whip them and imprison them but we're not going to be successful yeah is we're going to end up looking like idiots yeah. in this whole situation. And I had never realized, and this is just me kind of sharing my own little personal Bible study, but I thought it was so cool. We see in cool. Acts 5, 34, it, yep. it comes up. And I I just like finding those little nuggets because I love the book of Acts so much. Yes. But to be able to draw some lines and parallels, we mentioned this in a, a previous week, is when you dig those things out yourself, it just means more to you. It kind of puts a smile on your face when you're reading through your Bible and you see the the circle or the note or the underline. You're like, I yeah. remember finding that. And that was just something neat that I saw today. Yeah. Men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what you intend to do regarding these men. And uh, then he uses an example uh, of what happened before. Hey, we made a mistake before with this other guy. Yeah. And uh, he stood up and said, hey, you know, if you if you don't have somebody wise in your life, you know, if you just hang around with knuckleheads yeah. all the time. Yeah. No offense, but, I mean, I was a knucklehead for a long time. Yeah. And I still have some knucklehead moments, and I'm, I'm not the wisest man in the world by a long shot. But I have been able to find people that knew more than me, 
and be able to spend time with them. And the incredible thing in the world we live in today, it's easy. Yeah. It's not hard to do. What do you mean, Pastor Dan? I, I tried to get an appointment with somebody and they wouldn't even talk to me. Well, you don't have to get an appointment to hang out with them. Yeah. All you have to do is start listening to podcasts. Yep. Get on, get whatever area you want to grow in or get smarter in, just get on the internet. And I mean, how do you think I fixed the, the, you know, the toaster? I did it. I went on YouTube. Yeah. And go looked it up. Hey, I'm an apprentice toaster fixer Absolutely. now. I'm an apprentice mechanic. I'm an apprentice air conditioning. Yeah. I'm all those things. Why? Because I can go and get wisdom on that stuff. You need to meet some wise guys on the internet. We'll be back in a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Interesting verse here. I think so powerful when you think about this. This guy, Ananias, comes. And I got some questions about this whole interchange here where Ananias comes and prays for Paul, who is blinded by the light. Yeah. And uh, it says that he is a, a devout man according to the law. I think that's interesting because he's a Christian. Yeah. But yet he, he says he's a devout man according to the law. But then this Ananias prays for him. And it says, uh, then he said to him, this is a prophetic word that Ananias is giving Paul, uh, Saul at this point, (laughs) 
The God of our fathers has chosen you that you should know his will, see the just one, and hear the voice of his mouth. For you will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. Wow, you're going to know, you're going to see, you're going to hear the things of God. And Paul, of course, this is kind of the whole package he got here at once. He's baptized, he's, he's, he gets saved, yeah. baptized, filled with the Spirit, and healed. Because he's blind. Yeah. Uh, all at one time. So never cut God short. Some people get it all at one time. Some people get, you know, the baptism in a second event of their life, maybe healing in a third event, maybe, you know, yeah. this, that, and another, and get baptized in water months or years later. Hey, we love you guys, appreciate you, and... Uh, Hear from God today. Have a great day. See you, Pastor Christian. See you. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.